Welcome to the Nice Girls Wear Scrubs podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Cindy. And we are a mother-daughter nursing duo on a mission to change the nursing narrative and unsubscribe to the typical mean girls club. Scorpios by astrology and nurses by choice, we want to share stories, create community, and give you actionable items to love your nursing career again. So let's jump into the episode. I feel like I have been a nurse for an eternity, and it's only been nine years. Wow, that's crazy, right? So how? why did you get into nursing? So I've shared this story a couple times before, but I don't know if I've shared my whole nursing journey. So I actually, when I was a kid, didn't really want to be a nurse. You were a nurse, so... I I didn't want the long hours. I probably wanted a more glamorous job than you did. Um, I just thought you like wiped butts and did other things. <laughs> I didn't know exactly what you did. We had come to your work like whenever we would get hurt and stuff, but I didn't really know what exactly a nurse did. Um, I know you made good money, but I, this isn't negative, but I, I saw myself in a career that maybe made more money. I, I don't know if maybe that's what I was thinking as I was, you know, getting older. And I think swimming took the bigger priority for me. And so I didn't really ever think about like what I wanted to do long-term career-wise. And so looking back, I think swimming was just such a big priority. I just, it was ingrained in me to get a scholarship so that we could pay for school because you weren't able to pay pay for that whole thing. So that's why I took, I got a full scholarship my freshman year of college and I went to Boise State. Then after a year, I decided I did not like Boise, Idaho, <laughs> coming from California. So I transferred to San Diego State, much warmer, much better environment for me. And I got a, a still a majority scholarship, which was great. And Swimming was the priority. School really wasn't. And I got good grades, especially compared to some of the other. I think the swimmers had one of the worst GPAs, even worse than the football players. Um, So school was just never like a big priority, especially being told as a kid that I was stupid by a lot of my teachers. And so I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I thought maybe I wanted to be a PA or maybe I wanted to be a physical therapist. And so I chose, I think I started in biology as my major and then I transferred it to um, when I had to make my major declaration to kinesiology pre-physical therapy. And I really liked a lot of those classes and I liked sports. So I thought I'd always wanted to be like a physical therapist for a sport and looking into it, women really didn't do that for major sports. It was usually males. Um, It just, men can go in the locker rooms, men's sports are bigger, they have the budget for a PT. And so I, the more I got, you know, I was in the athletic training office all the time because of my shoulders. And I thought that was kind of cool. And I thought I wanted to work with athletes. So fast forward to right before I graduated from school, it's like my last semester, I got really sick. Um, I got diagnosed with Graves disease. Uh, my Nana died and there was just a lot going on. And I, I, I think I had a conversation with you. I had some friends who were in the nursing program and they were all like, not sissies, but like, Oh God, sissies, but not like the, 
people that you would think that would go into the medical field. So like, didn't like like blood and guts were like kind of girly or kind of girly. Um, they, but they did really well in nursing and they kind of glamorize it. And then I started, this was when tick or uh, Instagram was really like starting to blow up was like, I would look through like, you know, nursing Instagram and stuff like that. And it was just very glamorized. It's much more glamorized now, but I was like, well, I think I could do that. And then I don't know if I ever short share the story, but there was <laughs> a day where I was not drinking. My friends were drinking and they threw up and before I would never be able to clean up throw up. And I cleaned this person's throw up up. And I'm like, if I can do this for my friends, I can do this for people. You know, it wouldn't be that bad. I could get through nursing school. And that's when I started talking to you about it. And you were like, absolutely not. You have to go get your CNA. And so long story short for the beginning of, you know, kind of where I was going was I loved getting my CNA. The clinicals were fantastic. I went to like a day school or a night school in Pacific beach um, near San Diego. And my teachers were fantastic. I had a great clinical experience. I got to be in a long-term care facility for kids and there's still kids to this day that I still think about. And it just changed my perspective on nursing. And I was like, mom, I think I want to do this. And so I finished college in January of 2011 11 yeah um no December of 2011 and then I December, applied yeah. to school in like February or March of 2012 and so yeah. I applied I knew I didn't want to spend a lot of money on school because I already had student loan debt I was not great with money anyways that's probably the best thing I ever did was that I w picked a school that was pretty affordable and so I applied and I actually don't think I've ever shared this. I got waitlisted. And so I didn't find out I got into nursing school. So it was supposed to start in July. I didn't find out until a week before it started. And so I just remember I was coaching swimming at the time. And I just remember being on the pool deck and I got a call or a, a call that somebody had dropped out and I got into this nursing program. And I called my mom, I talked to my stepdad, and I was just so excited because even though I'd only taken six months off of school. I was really excited to just like get into it. And I think I was already working as a CNA at the hospital you were working at. And I thought I would just start my career there. And I didn't know in the next two years, things that would unfold that actually land me in North Carolina. So that was kind of the reason why I wanted to go into nursing. And during nursing school, I did pretty well. It was a self-paced or self-paced like um kind of program, but also like we had clinicals in lab just like every other program. But I experienced and did a lot. Like I started CrossFit, I got really into bodybuilding and did a lot of things during that time. Um so it wasn't like my main priority. I also worked two jobs and I just think it was a, a an eye-opening time for me and I had a boyfriend at the time and then we ended up breaking up because I asked him, I, you remember this, um, I asked him if he would move if I, you know, I, I missed the deadline for Children's Hospital Orange County and Children's Hospital LA and I was devastated and then because I thought I'd always wanted to work 
at either of those two hospitals once I finished nursing school. And then my mom's like, just apply. Like you were like, just apply to everywhere, like everywhere you can in the United States. And my ex-boyfriend did not like that. So I think you remember all that. We, we, I moved yeah. out of the house. Um, and I moved back in with you guys <laughs> and you guys built a room for me. So finished nursing school past the NCLEX, um, and also took a job at Duke, which, how did you feel about that? <laughs> me? Oh, well, I thought it was actually so brilliant of me to say, go apply everywhere, because there was a lot of new graduates at the time, and there wasn't very many really good, uh, robust um, internships. Um, normally, around that time, or even before, nursing was just like, you're a new grad, go in, maybe you get like eight weeks of training, but there's was no real like internship or something that was a little more robust that's going to cover you for like six months. And so there, what I remember applying there were I was looking up new grad nurse residency yeah. programs, which is what you told me to do. Yeah. But the problem in California was a lot of them yeah. I graduated yeah. in January and they didn't start until July. So yeah. my brain was like, why am I going to work as a CNA? which I'm yeah. making more as a CNA than I was when I started <laughs> in North Carolina as my nursing job. Um, why am I going to work as a CNA for six more months? Like I want to get my feet wet. I want to start my nursing job. Like I want to start my career. And so I think that's kind of, I, I applied to a bunch of places and that was the first place that I got. So yeah. we drove out so, to North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We took like a, it was like a 16 year yeah, yeah a road trip. trip. That was actually really fun when I look back now of the road trip, but like crazy weather. We went to some really great places to eat, but it was one eye-opening thing when I we dropped you off and then we got you settled in your apartment. And we um I was thinking about telling her like what three months earlier, like go apply everywhere. And then when she got the Duke job, it was an internship, and like she even kind of graduated from it when it was done. But she was like so excited because she always wanted to go to school there. So um, you, I got on the, in the airport. And I remember this guy was looking at me and I like had tears in my eyes because I was thinking like, this isn't like sending you to school. This is sending you away forever. Mm -hmm. And we do stay in touch, but still it's like she's starting her life across the country. And so I had like these tears in my eyes and the guy's like, <laughs> it's okay. You'll be fine. You know, I'm like, you don't even understand. Like, <laughs> so that was the beginning of her nursing, you know, Ali's nursing journey. And so what I wanted her to talk about a little bit was what did she encounter? She already alluded to it that she um, made less as an RN in North Carolina than a CNA. And so now she has these wide eyes going across the country, gets this job internship. You know, she already said she glamorized the you know, nursing, but then, okay, you finish the story about, you know, getting your apartment and having the job and those things that those struggles that you experienced being the first year of a, a brand new nurse. So you guys cut me off also around this time. Too, so I had to take over everything. <laughs> the loan started. They cut cell me off phone. The cell phone. I had to <laughs> for my apartment and they told me before I left that I needed to save money. And I saved $5,000, I think, which did not get me very much for the first couple of months. And so, and this will actually allude to like some other parts of my nursing journey, but I just thought that I was going to make all this money. And I got this brand new apartment. I had nothing in it. 
we bought a bed and a like a bedroom yeah. set. I think mm -hmm. all I had, had in that apartment, we're going to ditch the light because it just keeps coming off. Um, hold on. Uh oh, sorry, everyone. Um, all I had in my apartment when I moved was like my clothes because I packed the car that I we drove mm -hmm. across the country. And so anything that fit in the car, I could bring. So obviously I didn't have a bed. I slept on an air mattress for a couple months because my bed took mm -hmm. forever. Um, I put that on a credit card, which later regretted, but paid off pretty quickly. Um, and I had a dresser and a bedside table and that was pretty much it mm -hmm. I think I ended up inheriting a chair from a friend I had a tv that you bought me from like moving in <laughs> present and that was really it I had some dishes and I lived like that for a year and a half and it was fine um but definitely really glamorized getting that nursing job and moving and you know thinking that nurses made so much money and it was big part of the reason was because of what I saw you know from the, the nurses that I worked with as a CNA, but then mm -hmm. also you, 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 I mean, you never acted like we didn't have enough money. And uh, even though I saw you work a bunch, which kind of led into my beginning of the end of like <laughs> how I started out. Um, I just always saw you working and you just never said that we didn't have any money. And so I got six months through my new grad program. And we were actually able to float at that time. And so the way my unit worked was um, we were a step down, which actually really wasn't a step down. It was more like a telemetry unit. So I got to see a lot of cool things. I loved the people on my unit. I hated nights. So I actually ended up switching with a girl who got hired on days because she didn't want to do, she was also from California. Um, she started at the same time as me. She wanted to do nights. I wanted to do days, but I was really struggling on nights. And so we switched. And then I um, ended up floating to the ICU, which was down the hall. And they all were like, you should come work here, which is a big theme in my nursing career, which listening to other people might not always be the best, which most of the time <laughs> they were good transitions. And like, I'm glad I, I listened to people. Um, but I think just the theme of listening to yourself and actually mm -hmm. evaluating if that's what you want is huge. And um, so I talked to the manager and I said, is there any way that I can still do this new grad nurse residency program, but do it in the ICU? And so she had to talk to my manager and they ended up making a position for me to move down the hall to the ICU. I loved it. Um, I had some bad experiences with some preceptors um, just in general, but all in all, I ended up really liking the unit. I liked the patients. It wasn't a super high acuity ICU. It was a great place to start as a new grad. I did my new grad nurse residency like um, end of the year, like I forget what it's called, um, project on um early implementation of palliative care in the ICU which I was really passionate about um because I saw as a new grad that palliative care wasn't used very often um especially when it should be and it should be talked about and I saw it a lot on the step down unit so I brought that over to the ICU too um and something I'm going to kind of talk about too is so I liked that unit but I'd always wanted to do pediatrics and mm -hmm. 
I was like, maybe I'll stay here for a little bit and then I'll transfer to one of the hospitals in the system and go do pediatrics. Well, I met my ex, now ex-husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, um, while I was still in the PCU. So a couple months after I had moved to North Carolina and we were going, like I was driving back and forth from um, the triangle area to the beach, which was two hours. There were some days where I'd work three shifts in a row, get off at seven and drive to the beach. And so I was spending a lot more time down there than I was in the triangle area. I didn't make a lot of friends other than the gym and I didn't do a lot of stuff like with the unit or like I would just pick up a lot of extra. Um, and so that was like, my main goal was to move down to the beach. And so I applied for a bunch of jobs. Um, I applied for peds, pick you and NICU because I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I heard nothing back. And so I was like, well, I have ICU experience. I like cardiac patients. So why don't I apply to the CCU? I got hired in the CC. Well, I, I got interviews with CCU, medical ICU. Mm -hmm. And maybe surgical. In surgical trauma. Yeah. But I didn't have any surgical trauma experience. And so I think she said she wasn't going to offer me the job. But I got offers in MICU and CCU. But I liked the manager in CCU, which to this day, I still talk to him and he's fantastic. Um, and he, um, I also liked the people. I, I liked cardiac it, and it was more just like cardiac, um, medical cardiac, not surgical cardiac, because that hospital has a CVICU, which is surgical cardiac. So during this time, I'd made it like eight, nine months. My brother had brain surgery. I ended up taking mm -hmm. a whole month off which was, I mean, my manager was fantastic. He let me, you know, go out to California for a month. Um, and I guess I skipped this whole part, but as a new grad, I was working a ton of overtime, like a ton. I was working four to five shifts a week and I got super burnt out. So when I moved to the CCU, I was like, I am not working any overtime. I am going to, which helps because yeah. I had a, a secondary income of somebody else helping, um, paying for expenses, which was nice. But, um, Around that time, the hospital was going through a lot of changes and we were doing a lot of renovations with the ICUs. And so we would get floated a bunch and then we got floated and cross-trained to the CVICU. I met the manager. We had a lot in common. Um, he was also from California. He played water polo. I swam. We talked a lot about that. Um, probably one of the better managers that I've had in you know, my nursing career. And he was like, you have to come work for me. Like, I think you're great. You know, we have a spot on weekends only, which I'd never thought I wanted to work weekends only. And it ended up being a super great job. So after my year, cause you couldn't transfer, um, before a year in at this hospital. And so I was already like, floating a lot or like taking their patients. And so I was like, this isn't really a big transfer. I'm already kind of doing this. So I was like, I'll just go, you know, I want to take care of open heart patients. This is really cool. I want to do ECMO. Um, you know, this manager really likes me and, you know, I think it would be a really great experience. And so I kind of glamorized what that was going to be. And I actually didn't fit in too well on day shift. And <laughs> I hate nights. And I was like, I'm going to quit or put me on night shift. And I got put on night shift. I got along with, it was, it was a younger group that of, of people that I like got along with really well. 
Um, but a lot of them are going back to CRNA school or NP school. And mm. I think that's when my wanting to go back to NP school started. I felt like everybody else was going and that's what I should be doing. And people always said like, you're smart, you should go back to NP school. And it was something I had thought about, but never really until this unit had like really wanted to do. And so um, I was in that unit for like a year and a half, um, maybe a little over a year and a half. Um, getting towards the end, I felt like I was starting to take care of machines instead of people. Mm -hmm. And some of the staffing was just really unsafe. And I felt like I was going to lose my license almost every day. And I'm like, nursing cannot be like that. Like there has to be a better way for me to do nursing. Like I just, I'm so anxious all the time. I never wanted to go into work. I always thought I was going to get in trouble um, with the surgeons and it just wasn't a great environment for me. Um, because I like to go, I want to go into work and like feel confident and comfortable. And, you know, I like the adrenaline, but I don't like the anxiety or like the feeling like you can't take care of your patients because of your resources. And so that was the time where I was like looking into perfusion school and like wanting to quit nursing altogether. And I'm like, do I just like quit? Do I like, what do I do? And I remember talking to you and you're like, I like, I don't know. <laughs> and then you did say like, you keep going to different jobs, but you st still have never gone into peds. And I'd applied oh. and I just, I felt like because I didn't have the experience, but I was just getting turned away. And so I just had kind of given up on that dream. And then I, I met a lady who worked in the, um, medical ICU she trans she would pick up in the adult ICU and so I made friends with her and she was like oh like I I know the manager for the PICU and I was a little nervous because it was like lower acuity and so I was like well, I, I just want to work for like a higher acuity PICU like that like that's what I should do and I'm like but there's nothing else here and um it just got to the point where I was so burnt out and so tired and ready to leave nursing altogether that I was like no, I, I need to do something. So I applied to NP school. I applied to the picky job because they had an opening. And I just remember calling you before the interview and I like picked a certain crystal and I like went to the interview and I think I called you afterwards and I was like, I think I have it. Like, this is like my dream job. Like, this is what I want to do. And, and I, I want to go back. I want to go back a little bit and open up a few things because you mentioned like that you went to nights on your first job and then you went to ICU back in at Duke at Raleigh. And so I remember talking to you and you had some frustration then with um, certain patients that you were taking care of. And like uh, with adults, a lot of the time when they have disease processes, some of it is a reflection of how they live their life, right? And so mm -hmm. I remember you would talk to me about that. And I would always go back to the fact that one of the things that you love the most in, in all of your stuff, school, everything, was that you coached little kids. And also when you talked about your CNA school, you talked about the kids that you went and saw at the rehab center, not the adults that you took care of, but it was the kids that you took care of at the rehab. Mm -hmm. And 
So I always remember talking to you about it and you're like, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to try this one. So then you went to another ICU and then you went to a different type of ICU, but they still had the same thing in common. And that was adults. Mm -hmm. And so I just remember talking to you about that and saying, you always said you wanted to go into stuff with kids. Like you wanted to be a pediatrician. You wanted to be something with kids um, something with sports and it was usually with sports with kids and so I think that's when we had the conversation before you applied or before you met that lady and I'm like you just have to figure out how how to find your way with kids and so um, then tell what happened after the interview like how did that all transpire well also the other thing is you also had picked up a job at this point right Wasn't oh it just like yeah so this was six months before, I think, too. So it was when mm -hmm. I was working weekends in, in the CBICU. Yeah. So I met another person. <laughs> I had a friend who worked in the CCU, and she had gone to labor and delivery. And she ha had sent me a text. I think it was, I think she sent a text or she posted about it or something, mm -hmm. either on Facebook. And she was like, there's a family that needs help. Um, they get um, respite care. Uh, it's really good pay. Um, it's like super easy. The family's great. Um, and like they need more out. They're getting more hours. Like I can't do them all. Do you want to help? And so I either responded to her message on Facebook or I like text her back. And so mm -hmm. I met the family and they lived right around the corner from us, which was crazy. And I eventually became like a second like family, like a family member yeah. in that family. Yeah. And I was with them for a year and a half. And I would only do like 40 hours a month. But they I mean, I didn't do much nursing. I did a lot of like, Playing. I changed diapers, <laughs> I played, you know, I watched them, I like helped her cook, I went shopping with her. Um, and even to this day, like I saw her at the hospital that I was working at before, because um, her son was going there and they screamed at me outside of the window of the car because they recognized me walking into work. And because I, that day I wasn't working in my normal unit, I was working in the sedation unit and it was in the, um, the health center that they were at. I was able to meet them before they left. So I gave them a big hug and I got a picture with us and we stay in touch. And that was, I think a big reason why I got the the pick you job was because I finally had some, you know, peds mm -hmm. nursing experience, even though it might not have been a lot, but just, I think the key thing is just using your resources and just, you may not have ever heard of a certain nursing job or something you can do with your nursing license and just be open to the opportunities. And you don't have to stay somewhere just because you, you think that you need to stay there for two years or whatever, or, you know, you, you can move, you can change. And I think that's the beauty of being a nurse and having a nursing right. license. Yeah. Which takes me back to one of the reasons, and you didn't include this, is that I know that you thought it was glamorized that maybe you'd make more money than I alluded to making. Um, but you always, you always said there's so much flexibility in it. Like you can yeah. be anything you want. So there really is, you can do so many different things, but then I would also go back to something that you said earlier is that, you should follow your heart because if you would have followed your heart from the beginning, you would have just kept knocking on the doors to go work with kids somewhere. Mm -hmm. And maybe you wouldn't have been burnt out because if you're working in an area or a, 
um, unit that doesn't resonate with you, like say the adults, or, you know, maybe you really love older people and you should, you know, you want to work with them, but you're working with all young people or, you know, something like that is that you really should, we should help nurses follow their heart and their passion. Because if you're passionate about something, you'll, you'll weather the storms. But if, if you're not, and it doesn't resonate with you, you're gonna be like, man, uh, there's too many things in nursing to not For me enjoy. to stay. Yeah, right. exactly. In places yeah. that I don't yeah. feel valued or feel that are exactly. like aligned with what I want to do. Right. And right. I do think it's really, I was talking about my story on another podcast and I had the big realization. I feel like if I wouldn't have gotten divorced, I loved that PICU unit. Like mm-hmm. that I, I liked the people. I liked the manager. Yeah. Um, it was the probably the best unit I've worked on. And, oh, and guess what else? You worked nights there. And I was, it was fine. It, it was, was fine. I, right. I kind of sucked it yeah. up. And that, yeah. I mean, that was another reason why I didn't want to transfer because I was like, I don't want to work nights again. Um, yeah. But I made it work. I enjoyed it. I loved the people. I even, I was there for two and oh, a little over two and a half years and would have stayed longer, but I had to commute from raw. Well, actually from Pittsburgh, which is even farther. Um, to the beach and it just it was too far and I was like felt like a burden staying with some people and then um my friend ended up getting pregnant so then it would have just been too much to stay I would bring my dogs and I just think that if I wouldn't have gotten separated I would have stayed there um it was also a really long drive which is hard when that's the only hospital system in the area Mm -hmm. um but I like looking back, I, I love that unit. And if I could have stayed, I would, um, I actually tried to go back as a traveler, but then because I hadn't been gone long enough, that's how I ended up at, um, a different hospital, um, taking a local travel assignment was because I couldn't get the job there because they couldn't make it work. Um, so going back, um, kind of talking about like, I ended up in the PICU. I really liked it. Um, I was there for a little over two and a half years. I um, was doing NP school. I ended up dropping down to part-time. I started my business, um, the debt-free nurse. And so I was doing all those things, which that is the time where I felt like the most happy in my nursing career and that I was doing all the things that I really wanted to do. So I was helping nurses. I was working with kids. I um, was in school and I actually like that was what I wanted to do or what I thought I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Then in November of 2020, that's when we got separated and things just kind of fell apart. I scrambled to find a job, which that job was perfect for me at the time. Um, It was, again, in the theme of cool jobs or jobs that you didn't think existed. This was an every other weekend job that I got paid an extra $10 an hour plus like some other shift diffs. Um, So I got uh, part-time benefits only working four days a month, um, which was, I, I think, unheard of in the area. Right. And then yeah. I would pick up extras because um, it was during COVID for like happy to help was what it was called. Um, and it was like an extra like $30 an hour on top of like you would get like a bonus too if they really needed people. And my manager would come around with the list and be like, can you pick up any of these days? And she'd like, give me these love, love note lists. Um, and I did really enjoy that unit. Um, I liked the patients. I liked the population. I loved the intensivists. Um, 
And I loved being in PICU. And I think, I think I left to travel for the wrong reasons. I, it's, it's something I'd always wanted to do. And I felt like if I didn't do it, I would regret it. So I don't, I don't regret doing it. Um, the unit I was on was fantastic. I, I realized that I was burnt out from critical care. Um, I realized I really like playing with kids. Um, even if they are sick, like not having the super, super sick kids, the ones that actually can talk back to you and can play with you. And, you know, um, so I think traveling opened up my eyes to different things than maybe what I would have, like what I went into it for. It was great for the money, but I also was probably the most irresponsible with money than I had been because I was making so much, like I was still doing the things that I was doing before I was saving, was investing, um, but during that time, if I would have just stayed on track and not spent as much, yeah. it, it would have been a little more worth it. Um, but coming to the end of those six months, I really realized that like traveling wasn't for me. It's not something that I wanted to do. Um, they actually invited me to like become staff on their unit. <laughs> I like you guys a lot. Um, this is a great unit, but I'm like, mm, I don't want to do night shift. Um, and then again, with my last job, I met a friend through Instagram and she was at the same hospital I was when I was traveling. And she was like, you know, I just started in the Pete's cath lab. I really like it. Um, it's a great like change of pace. You know, it's really fulfilling, you know, the schedule is fantastic. And I remember I almost didn't take it because one, I didn't think I would make enough. And two, I just remember talking to you and I was like, I don't really want to be on call and mm. four tens is a little hard. And so I had a lot of reservations, but I ended up taking it and I really, really enjoyed it. And I can go into this on another episode, but I just think a lot of things happened over the course of the, the last year and a half. And I just realized that that was not where I was meant to be. And, and that's okay. And I think just realizing when places when you're not meant to be in places anymore is just really powerful. Um, even just the last couple of weeks, I have felt like more at ease. My nervous system has felt better. And, and even if I don't like this new job, I do feel like um, there are so many other things that I could do. Um, so I, I wouldn't mind ever going back to bedside. There is a unit that I will be a clinical instructor on. And last Saturday reminded me exactly why I went into nursing and, and just how much fun I had on the, the that eight hour shift. And I just, I was like, well, maybe I'll go work there if things don't work out. So that's kind of my, my so, story and my journey. So I have a couple more questions for you. Um, but what is it that you love the most about nursing? If you think of, if you could think of one thing that you really love about nursing. So I love how resilient kids are. Like, it's just, it's crazy to see, especially in comparison to adults. Um, mm -hmm. Adults there, I mean, it, it depends on the adult, but they're also resilient, but a lot of kids don't have a choice or they don't, they've been like the kids who are cardiac kids, they, they're just born with, with what they have. Yeah. And, you know, they are just so resilient and so strong. And I just remember every day when they would walk into the cath lab or, you know, get rolled into the cath lab and they were so scared, but they were so strong. And the same with kids on the floor, 
it's just like they'll be playing or they'll be, you know, making music or, and I just think that's so cool. And I think it's cool to be a part of helping kids get better and sending them home. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I really liked about the cath lab was like, you would see them when they were sick, but then also like you would see the transplant kids get better and you would see them every year um, for their annuals. And you would be like, oh my gosh, you look so much better. Or, you yeah. know, you looked, you know, so sick when we saw you the first time. And I think that's my favorite part. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and then one other thing, what do you feel like was your biggest challenge as a new graduate? Um, I think the ability to say no, mm. because that's when they, so after six months, they rolled out, it was called a 1.0 where you could work four shifts, one week, three shifts, the next. Mm -hmm. And I said yes, because I was like, I need the money. And then mm -hmm. I got, as a new grad, got trained in the, um, uh, the telemetry room and I would pick up in the telemetry room. And so I think just, I mean, it was, it was a strong suit definitely because I, I would say yes to everything. So I was like, yeah. Oh, will you float? Yes. Like I, at one job I made yeah. extra money to float. And so I was like, I'll volunteer to float every time. If you'll pay me $5 extra an hour, that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> so I think it was a, it was a weakness as a new grad. And then it ended up being a strong suit, like to show me so many different things. Right. So what do you think could have been some resources that could have helped you out? Like maybe you didn't realize it at the time, but I feel like a lot of new grads, um, maybe for different reasons, experience that not wanting to say no and always saying yes, because you're trying to fit into so many different things as a nurse. You're trying to fit in taking care of your patients while you're trying to fit in with the staff that you work with. You're trying to fit in with the management team. And so always saying yes, yet Absolutely, that can be a strength, but it also can burn you out and it can make you resent it. So there's a couple of things. Obviously, you liked working extra because of money, right? I mean, so also giving nurses those tools to manage their money mm -hmm. when they first start so they don't have to say yes. Um, so what do you think are some resources that either helped you out then if they did or that you, we could implement moving forward that might help new graduates out? So I think number one is just basic financial literacy, because I think there's so much stuff on the internet about nurses make so much money, you can just pick up an extra shift. And I think going into it with that mindset is just not helpful, because you're already starting, you're already worried about your student loans. And then to add on top of it, you're learning so many new things. And three shifts is hard enough. And to be in a bad place financially and have to pick up extra or to be in a place financially where you um, are just picking up extra to buy things and not put yourself in a better situation. Mm -hmm. The later down the road, you're not going to be able to say no, you're going to have to say yes. And so I think just starting off, you know, learning how to manage your money with the lower pay and so that you don't have to, I posted something on Instagram today that somebody else had posted that you should not have to work multiple extra jobs to make ends meet. And I feel like a lot of nurses are having to do that. They have to work. Mm -hmm. Your story is a great example yeah. of that. 
working up here and working almost six days a week, you know, and, and we're putting it into this little fancy box as put as calling it multiple streams of income where in actuality it's, we're working three jobs to make ends meet. It's, it's meet. not even yeah. for, for multiple streams of income no. to make extra money. Um, so I just think being in a field too that grossly underpays on the wide scale of the whole United yes. States is also very difficult. Um, so I, I think giving new grad nurses financial, financial literacy and just those kind of tips and then also, um, just the ability to say no and and even career advice. And so like what's out there. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to be a clinical instructor. And I actually made a comment yesterday because I never know how to say my intro because I'm like, I've been an ICU nurse for over seven years, if not longer. And then, you know, I've done adults, I've done peds, but I've done mostly peds. And then I'm like, how do I like sum that up into a little tiny box where other people like, oh, I've been in the PICU for like 10 years. Like, that's not me. And I'm like, I don't, before I was always scared that I would be judged. And now I want to empower people to not stay in something that they don't like, because there's so many other things that you can do that you may. And I, I even said, I said, use your resources. I said, I got this job because your other clinical instructor found me on Instagram. <laughs> like that's how I got this <laughs> clinical instructor job. So use your resources and talk to people. So I thought that was really cool that I was able so, to like put that tidbit into lab yesterday. That's kind of cool. So one last thing is at the point that you felt burnt out, like you're wanting to quit. Um, what did you do? And how did you, you seem like now you've kind of got your passion back for lots of different things. And so what did you do to bring that passion back to nursing? I stopped working. Well, first I stopped working so much overtime. <laughs> I don't think I've worked overtime and, and I got smarter about what I, in a low, in a low paid area, I figured out ways. And I talked about this on the nurses to riches podcast is I really figured out ways to make more money in an area that grossly underpays their nurses. So I picked jobs that paid extra. I would, you know, have my, my required hours be less so that I could pick up extras. And sometimes mm -hmm. they caught on to that. And sometimes they didn't, depending on the unit. Um, so I did that. And then I think also just quitting the things that I, somebody made a big noise. I don't know what that was. Um, quitting the things that I didn't enjoy doing. So if I didn't like doing something anymore, I gave myself the permission to stop. I, I mean, you remember mm. this, I cried for like three weeks when I was making the decision whether or not to quit and peaceful. I was like, mm, what are right. people going to yeah. say? Should hey. I do this? Should mm -hmm. I not do this? Mm -hmm. Do I just yeah. take a break? And mm. do I go I think, back after the semester? Yeah. Like, and yeah. I think yeah. I sat with it for at least two weeks and went back and forth. And finally, I think I called you and I was like, I'm not going back. I'm like, it's not worth the money. I, I don't want to be a provider. I don't want that lifestyle. I want, you're more stuck too. Like in nursing, mm -hmm. like if you, there are so many things in nursing and I'm like, I can, and then at the same time or a little bit after I, but that's when traveling got really big and 
people were quitting their NP jobs to go back to travel nursing because they were making more money with better schedules. And as much as a lot of NPs I know really like their jobs, um, I still not one day goes by that I regret quitting. And I do want to go back to school. I want to get my master's in education. But Mm -hmm. I think when I go back, it will be because I want to go back, not because somebody told me to, or because I feel pressured to do it. Right. That's so important because the things that you said are like, you were doing it, I feel like for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. because you said you didn't really want to be a provider. And when you go to MP school, depending on your track, you're going to be a provider. It's not a nurse. Yes, you can provide a little more things, but the roles that most MPs go to are being that provider. And what I heard you say is you like to play with the kids. You like to see them get better. You There's things you like. So being incongruent with what you like is never going to have a good outcome. So I love how you said, like, I found out what I wanted. And if, when I go back to school, I'm going to go for the right reasons, not because, oh, an NP seems like a better job, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that that's goes- why a lot of people go back to school for that reason. Right. And I think my thing too was like, I want a better schedule so that mm-hmm. I'm not on opposites of my husband. And like, if I have mm-hmm. kids, I'm going to have to right. be the one taking care right. of them. And I want a better schedule for that. And right. while a better schedule is still an important part of your job search. I, it cannot be the end all be all thing because your schedule, because my schedule was pretty good in the cath lab, but that schedule was not going to keep me there. Right. That's, that's so important to say too. And then the the things that you just said about, well, I did it because it would be better with my husband's job or it would be better, you know, if I had kids or when I have kids, that that schedule would be better. Nurses are taught inherently, and of course we will go into this in another episode, um, is that we are taught to sacrifice everything for the betterment of everybody Mm -hmm. else. And it is inherent in most places that you work, which also will be another episode about how um, you stay in that position. Um, That was the old mantra about, oh yes, stay in that position forever because that's what you should do because that's the best for the facility the managers everybody else but you but at the end of the day if you aren't doing you nobody wins our mission with this podcast is to create a community of nurses who want to change the field from the inside out if this podcast resonated with you make sure you like and subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast It helps you stay up to date with future podcast episodes, and it also makes sure we create a large community of nurses who want to change the field.